Hello, hello, Darla Delane here, founder of She CEO. And today we're going to talk about our feelings. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Uh, it is pretty much the basis of my uh, business model, which is awesome. Uh, I was inspired uh, by a couple of things. A few women that I am working with uh, in my private programs are had some questions and some insights, and I myself did as well. And as I was beginning to um, kind of download and decide what I was going to talk about today, the phrase I feel, therefore I am, came to me. And I knew it wasn't that. It was I think, therefore I am by Rene Descartes. But I was like, but that's not really what it is, is it? It's, it's I feel, therefore I am. Be, especially now, of course, he made that comment, that quote back before we had computers. And computers can do most of the thinking processes that we do. Uh, the thing that living beings that sets us apart is our feelings and emotions. It's really what defines us as living. Now, of course, as the uh, age of AI continues, you know, anybody that's watched, so there's been several shows about this, about um, AI gaining emotions and feelings. And in that case, the ethical question is, are they living at that point uh, comes up. But for right now in our world, our feelings and emotion define us as living. And without it, we are, without those, we're, we're basically running a brain computer program. So the difference is that feelings and emotions are heart centered, and they are a reaction. Thoughts, and of course, our actions are come from our mind and our brain, and they are brain centered, mind centered, and they are actions. So our thoughts are an action that occurs, our feeling becomes a reaction. And then we take action based on that feeling in our brain. I thought it was really interesting that today is um, our uh, it's number 13, our call number 13, which is the, uh, the number for femininity and for feminine energy and feelings are all about feminine energy. <clears throat> and because of that, they've been, um, <laughs> they've been, I was going to say pushed to the back. Uh, they've been, um, taken as something that is weak, um, looked at as bad, um, thought of as in the way of right action, which is completely the opposite. Uh, what we now know is that these emotions are, and these feelings are signals to us so that we can take our own personal right action for us that leads towards what we want. And of course, in a more patriarchal society, of course, that makes sense. They were, you know, the patriarchal masculine energy um, in fear, when that masculine energy is in fear, uh, wants to cut down, break down, kill, destroy anything it's afraid of. And not being in touch with the power of emotions, um, that was something that is and was feared. Uh, you know, the hysteria, the, all these pieces. And as a woman, 
uh, those of us that are of a you know, female gender and have female hormones in our bodies know that part of that whole process is very deeply rooted in emotions. So it is to be honored and cherished and um, take its right place amongst the way that we live in that emotions are really our guide. So let's, let's talk about a few things first that emotions are for us. So first of all, they are our signals of alignment with the truth, our signal of alignment with what we really want. It's a signal for alignment with love, with abundance, with appreciation. So they let us know where we are in distance towards, <clears throat> excuse me, or away from appreciation, love, abundance, and what we want. So they're signals. They're, it's awesome. We have a signal system. They also, <clears throat> excuse me, help keep us in the moment. Uh, they'll let us know whether we are in the moment or not. When we are feeling worry and concern and um, frustration because we have some meanings about something that could happen in the future, it lets us know that we are not in the moment, that we have drifted over into the future in fear and it's not necessary. Pull us back to the moment, right? It also can be uh, depression and uh, anger and sadness about the past. And that is a signal for us to pull ourselves back into the moment as well. So it lets you know where you are in your alignment with the moment as well. It also helps us know when we have locked in a perception of an experience that we had or are having. So when we have, we, we view everything, right? The, our eyes, all our senses, we translate all that information. And then as, as an individual human being, we put a meaning on it. And how strong the emotion is, is how deeply that meaning gets locked in. So our emotions determine how deep and strong a meaning of our perception of a subject or experience gets locked into our neural pathway. Uh, if we did not have emotions and feelings, everything would be equal. Every thought would be equal. Everything we experienced would be equal. And our world is about judgment. We live in a world of judgment of because we have fear. If you have no fear and you're completely in a world of love, then you just have the one it's just a, it's one emotion of pure passionate ecstasy because you are just totally in complete love, complete appreciation, complete abundance. And as humans, we get little sparks of this, little moments of this. Uh, but what we do as we're here in this time-space reality where we live in a world of duality of fear versus love, the emotion locks in that perception of where it is on that emotional scale of how full in fear, how far away from love or how close to love and how, how full of appreciation abundance we are. That is done through our emotions. 
and our feelings. The fourth thing it does is it is the key to adding momentum for more of whatever it is. So when you are, this is where the used to be, I think, 17 second rule. It's about 15 now. We've we've mastered it a little bit more. Um, the 15 second rule comes in of if you feel a certain way for 15 seconds, then your brain will search for a common feeling at a little bit higher level for you to a thought that will give you a little bit higher level of that particular feeling. You'll give you more of that feeling. And 15 more seconds gives you more. And by the time you've given yourself a full minute on it, there's been four thoughts at least that have come through at stronger and stronger levels. And now your momentum is going. Of course, this can work for you um, or it can work against you. Either way, it can work towards what you want or away from what you want. But that's what it does. So they are signals of alignment. They let us know where we are in past, present and future. They lock in perceptions at a certain uh, strength, and then they add momentum for more. And so that's the point of them and the purpose of them. That's why they are there for us. It's not to torture you or give you the goodies when you've been good. It is specifically for those reasons that we have these feelings and emotions. Now, what controls these emotions can be one of three things. What signals these emotions can be one of three things. So the first thing when you have an emotion is definitely to investigate whether it's one of these things. Either it is a thought you had and the meaning behind it. So if you have, if all your hormones are aligned and you have a normal functioning brain or a, a, an appropriately functioning brain, you have a thought and then your brain searches for a file on what that thought means to you and signals the emotion that is in alignment with that from wherever you experienced it. So if I have a thought, oh, it's sunny today. Well, I live in Vegas. So that's not like a big, exciting thing. When I first moved here, I got so excited every day that there was sun because I had spent the last several years um, <laughs> being the, thinking I was the catalyst for stopping droughts so that there'd be lots of rain. <clears throat> so I've been in a lot of rain and I enjoy sunshine. So every time it was sunny, I was just super excited. Every morning I'd wake up, it was sunny. And, and then after that happened, over the course of two and a half years now, and now we haven't had any rain, my meaning about sunshine is a little different, right? It's changed the meaning. It's the same thing. Wake up, the sun is shining. There's a meaning that I have around it. It signals an emotion. Oh, it's sunny again today is like how it is now. Before I had this meaning of, oh, I've missed sun. I want sun. Here it is. I lost that full appreciation, right? And so it changed it changed the meaning, <clears throat> which therefore changed my thought. You can look at this in so many different, <laughs> I mean, there's gabillions of examples of this, but at this point, let's just take that it's the end of the year and everybody has, <coughs> excuse me, a thought about what that means to them. They're either freaking excited because their year went well and things are going well and they're going to have more. That's what it means to them. Or they're freaked out 
because this year has been so weird and had freaked them out and they don't see an end in sight. So that's the meaning. Or typically this time of year, they notice they did not meet goals they used they would have they would go into a depression and a guilt and shame cycle of that and begin to get very anxious about the coming year and the pressure of meeting goals again in the coming year and so different people have different thoughts about it right it's a it's a whole it's it's based on your own perception so what controls your emotions is the thought you have and the meaning that's in your brain around that thought. So that's one. The other thing that can control emotions are hormones. Um, as women, those of us that have, well, I say those of us, I don't have those anymore. I have gone through menopause and now do not have estrogen or progesterone. And yet I still monthly have the same things happen to my body. I still have cravings of chocolate and things like that. I still feel that down for no reason feeling. I still get, this is that time. I've got a little like tickle in my throat, a little congestion that always happened once a month with me. And it, it still happens. The interesting thing is though, my hormones are not there for this. So this has now become basically a learned thing in my brain and a meaning about that that's just running subconsciously, which is really very interesting. However, when you are out of whack in hormones, when it's not even, or even when it's just your normal cycle of hormones, there are hormones that happen that do signal things in your feeling and emotion center. And I'm going to talk to you about that in just a minute, a little more about that. But that is another reason that another way that the hormones can't, that your emotions and feelings can be fluctuating. And then the last one is if there is any type of neurological or brain programming or, or major issues around your brain functioning and programming. These are things like autism, ADD and ADHD, affective disorders, attachment disorders, any mental neurological differences, PTSD can do this to you, depression, anxiety, um, these types of whether they are hormonal or whether they are neurological or whatever the, or or whether it is a protection mechanism for you from a learned response, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, the normal thought, emotion, action response has been shifted into a different gear. Um, and this can happen for many, many multitude of reasons. And a lot of them, we don't even know for sure what's going on there. But that is another reason um, people can have depression and there's nothing going on and they know there's nothing going on, but they're still feeling it. Um, anxiety attacks when everything is really fine. Um, and, you know, the different types of, of things in your, in your brain. We've had, you know, several members of my family have 
live with these particular things. Um, I have my own set that I live with. And um, as I understand more, mine are not as severe and I've been able to shift, but there becomes something in there of learning to live with it or make it better in some way. And we'll talk a little more about that. But those are the three reasons and the three things that can, sorry, that control our thoughts. It's either a meaning, hormones, or programming, our brain programming, uh, neurological issues. So when we look at this and we think about business and feelings, those two don't culturally really go together. We're, we're making some breakthrough as more women own businesses, as more uh, balanced men own businesses. There are these, the actual benefit and positioning of feelings and emotions is beginning to shift a bit. So what a normal, healthy, love, appreciation, abundance, masculine energy really is, is foundational and supportive and structural. And both men and women have these energies. And it, when it's healthy and balanced and focused on love and not lack or fear, focused on abundance and not lack and focused on um, really what it's healthy purposes, it becomes really helpful in a way of foundation, structure, support, uh, systems, processes, and those type of things. When you're looking at a business right now, most businesses, the cultural norm is for them to be mind-centric. And remember, we talked to that that's thoughts and actions are mind-centric, not feelings and emotions. Those are heart-centric, right? So this business usually revolves around mind-centric activities like massive action, fear of not being number one, competitiveness, uh, grabbing, stealing, taking, pushing, pulling, all these masculine energies that come from fear. And that is the typical cultural way that businesses have been run. They also are run this, it's how power is viewed, financial power, um, power of over someone, a hierarchy of power. I'm bigger than you, better than you. I have more. These kind of power are, are worshiped in the world of business, but they are truly from the unbalanced masculine energy, not they're, they're coming from a place of fear, not knowing that in abundance that everyone can have everything that they want. And then even our, our cultural definitions of success have us beating somebody, uh, even if it's ourself, um, but they're, it's beating something, it's better than, it's a comparison and a judgment, uh, all based on this fear-based masculine energy. And what this does when we're in fear, we're expanding these low vibe emotions. So these low vibrations below the line, anything from bored down to helpless, those emotions are from fear. There's a fear meaning somewhere. I'm afraid I won't be good enough. I'm afraid I won't make enough money. I'm afraid I'll look stupid. I'm afraid I'll be humiliated. Whatever the fear is, I'm afraid I won't know what to do. Any of those are fears and it expands that emotion of 
that you're feeling and it becomes more. So if you are frustrated and that expands, you become more and more frustrated till you're irritated, right? And then you can get angry and then rage can happen. As it expands, you go down, you get more of it go down towards fear. So whenever anything is based in a fear-based energy, a low vibration energy that you get more of, it just makes it worse. It makes things not as fun. It makes you have to, you know, you feel bad and the business doesn't do as well. So if you have a business where we flip it and the feminine energy is first, so that would mean you're coming from heart-centered, right? You're coming from the feminine energies. Well, what are those? The feminine energies when they are in love, when they are in abundance, when they are in uh, full of appreciation are inspiration. So instead of massive action based on fear, you have inspired action. Where in the massive action, I even physically just set up when I said that. And then when I said inspired action, I literally set back. It Massive action is this pushing, hitting, pushing, going, constant forward shoving. And inspired action is this sitting back and allowing whatever it is to come in. And it, it is a, a feeling of supported knowing what to do. It's a supported how. How is that big question we all want to ask? And as we let go of asking it, we then get the answer. And that's in an inspired action. It's also in our intuition. Tell our gut feeling. Well, your gut feeling, if you're in fear, is going to bring you more fear. So you have to know that that gut feeling is coming from a place of love and appreciation. And it lets you know that intuition about what, what you really want to do, what would be a right action for you in that moment. And then creating. The whole process of creation is feminine energy because you're coming from the unknown and making a new one. So it's infinite possibilities is all about this feminine energy that's in a positive up high vibe towards love, towards appreciation, towards abundance. So if you're there, then you are expanding the high vibe emotion, right? It, it starts off at content and it moves up to optimism and and hopeful and you move up into happy and excited and on up and you get even more of that because of this this flip of having the structure and even if it both are balanced in love if you try to do a foundation and structure and support before you have created it's off but then that foundation, structure, and support becomes something in fear of not getting the creation and fear of not having the inspired action or the intuitive hit on what to do, or as some of us say, like the download that we get when we know what to do. So by putting the masculine energy first, that action alone comes from fear. I'm afraid I won't know how, so I'm going to set up some kind of structure, system, strategy, foundation, before I even know what I want, just in case. So I, I have a how in place. That is from the mind. So if we start with the heart first, with feminine energy leading 
and then the masculine energy coming in for support, now we're in balance and our emotions are more in balance because we are working from inspired action, from intuition, from creating, from the download of the how from quantum universe source, wherever that comes from, because we didn't have to do it. And now we have this in our hand, this inspired thing we want to do. And we can turn to the loving masculine energy within us and say, ooh, I want to do this. And the mind says, oh, I have an awesome process you could do with that where it would work even easier. Yay. Now we are working in this nice flow. And think about what's happening with your emotions. You're over here in love, appreciation, waiting for what you want, not doing things out of fear, only out of love. Inspiration comes, intuition comes, creation comes. That has you more and more and more of this high vibe because you're in that space. Now you go to do foundational pieces that support what you just created. And it's so fun. It's awesome. It's, it's like, oh, I can do this here. And they have this where I can put it there. And then I don't have to think about it. And now you've expanded that emotion more and more. And this isn't just in business. This is in your life as well. This is for your life as well. The intuitive hit, the inspired action. You know, we're packing to move right now. And I hear myself say, I need to pack a box today because I've got a lot to do and I'm afraid I won't get it all done. Now, that is not the most productive way to be packing. If I go from that space, I will get some boxes packed, but stuff may happen. It's not going to be enjoyable. Other junk can happen. I may not find the right size box. It may not fit. Things can, it just isn't going to go well. So before I pack a box, I need to remember that I want to do that. And let me get inspired to do it. Or let me get an intuitive hit to go do it right now. Or let me get a creative idea on how I could do it. Now I go and I have this structure of boxes and paper and whatever I'm going to do at the system I have, which gets me all excited. And now I'm going to get more done in less time. And I'm going to feel great. So moving becomes an awesome experience. I am quite sure there are people out there that have moving on their list of a torturous experience. For me personally, I do it a lot. And maybe one of the reasons because I love the process. I love the process. I love the, the inspired way to do things and the thought of what, what's happening, the cleaning out, all that. I just, I have a meaning behind moving that supports me because I have done it in this way. So this is where the balance of this feminine energy leading the masculine energy can support your high vibration to keep you in a higher vibration. This, and this is, this works as long as you are in kind of the thought and meaning process of your emotions, right? That if you're noticing that you're not feeling too great, then you can make that shift pretty easily and get to a new one that will be from this space of inspired. And just noticing that you're trying to do a structure first or something like that, a strategy before you have an inspiration, just noticing that can give you that shift sometimes. But sometimes it can't. Sometimes it's not enough. 
sometimes there's other things going on. So if you want a high vibe and notice a low vibe, here are the steps you can take to move yourself from this low vibration you're in to a higher vibration. Now, keep in mind, your body is not equipped to go from helplessness to ecstasy within a second. It has to move through all of the emotions from where you are as you're moving up, <clears throat> just like it moves through the emotions from where you are to moving down as you notice fear. So what we're really wanting is relief. A little better, a little better, a little better. That's what you're wanting. You want some relief from where you are. You want to feel a little better. So as you think about this and move forward with it, part of this self-care is being gentle with yourself and not going into blame and shame and guilt and punishment because you feel a certain way. Feelings are not there. That's not what it's for. It's not there to punish yourself. It's there as a signal. It's there to let you know what's going on. It's, it's there to help you so you don't have to think of every single thing every, every single day, right? It's there to help you. It's there to add more of what you want. So it's not anything to judge as bad. When we judge as bad, we're afraid. So if you're afraid of the emotion that you're having, you're just going to add more to it. It's going to make it bigger. It's going to make it go down, lower vibe. So the first step, of course, is just to understand what your emotions are. They're signals for you. They are these awesome, it's like having an assistant there tap you in, on the shoulder and say, hey, I just wanted you to notice that you just went off track and you're heading away from what you want instead of towards. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, emotions. Like that is the emotions and feelings we have are such a blessing. They are, I don't use that word often, but they really are. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Some, something's there to let me know where I'm headed before I get too far down the path. That's what they're there for. So when something happens and we notice an emotion that doesn't feel good, just first thing off the bat is to really just notice that and let it be. Like there's no, there's no get rid of it. Hurry, get rid of it. It's bad. It, it's not bad. It's a signal. Do I want relief? Of course. If it doesn't feel good, if it's out of fear, I definitely don't want to be swimming there. I don't want more of it, but it's not bad. It just is. And now we move into what do I do about it? Because I don't want to sit here anymore. It's not doing me any good. 15 more seconds of this is going to make it worse. So what can I do right this second? that's gonna give me a little relief. And so that becomes all these things that I think I've said before, these like Tony Robbins's, all these pivot ideas you can do. Abraham Hicks in the back of Asking is Given has a list of 22 different activities. First and foremost, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. That will slow it down right then and there. Just stand there and breathe. That stops a lot of it, slows it down, depending on where you are. If you're in full-on rage, depression, anxiety, a breath is a good just little bit of a relief there, right? You can just get a tiny bit of relief. It's not going to get you to feel great in the next second, but it's definitely going to give you a little relief. So we've talked about that before 
in one of the other trainings is that breath that that does. Any of those other activities, appreciation. Let me just look around and find one thing I appreciate. I got an awesome gift for my son and daughter-in-law, which is a candle that smells like New York City by Homesick. And I keep it on my desk because whenever I start to get a little frustrated or if I notice something or maybe somebody posts something that sends me into a tizzy or whatever for a second, I can look over and I see this candle. It doesn't even have to be lit. It says New York City. And anytime I think of New York City, I am, I'm just doing it right now. My heart opens. I get filled with, uh, New York City is my, my boyfriend, it's my soulmate, and, and it just makes me feel so great. So I have this sitting here as a just a little quickie appreciation that helps me in the moment feel a little bit better. So items can do that, objects can do that, list of appreciation can do that. But the real work to really get yourself to not let that same thing happen again is our first step. Once you notice you're in low vibe and you want relief, for a higher vibration, you're going to first investigate whether it's one of those three things. Is it a thought, a meaning, or is something happening right this second? And that's what my body's signaling. Sometimes, rarely, 99% of the time it's not this, 99% of the time it's a thought, a hormone, or something in brain programming. But there's the 1% of the time that the tiger is actually chasing you. There's the 1% of the time that the car has fallen on you. There's the 1% of the time that you need to act immediately and you need to do something now. And your hormones kick in and adrenaline kicks in and you there is something to be feared in front of your face. And you need to act on that. And that fear, that emotion, that strong emotion, that intuitive feeling something's not right, listen to, because in that moment, there is something to do. That's, but that's of our entire life moments. It's usually about 1% for most people. It, there are people that live in situations um, where it's more often, but for most of us, if you're listening to this, most of the, for most of us, it's about 1% of our life, really, when you take all the moments of our life. You know, when you're taking a shower, when you're brushing your teeth, when you're eating, you know, like most of those are not fear moments, right? Things to really fear. So number one, investigate. Is this, is something happening right this second? Or it is something happening that made, I had a thought that has a meaning behind it because it's not even happening right this second. Or what is the date today? What is happening with my hormones? Is it that time? Is this hormonal? Did I look and see that nothing's happening? I don't have a meaning on anything, but I still feel yucky. Maybe it's hormonal. Or do I know that this is not within range of my normal brain activity? Is this an anxiety attack? Is this depression? Is this, oh, maybe I know that I have a situation with, you know, a, a disorder or a neurological piece, something with that. Do I know that that's there and that that's what it might be? So that's your first step. Investigate. What's happening? What is happening this red hot second? 
What is it? So once you've identified it, now you can begin to take the steps towards getting that relief. So let's say, first of all, if something fearful is happening to you in that moment, go with it, right? Like if your gut says run, run. If, if, your, if your brain says slam the brakes, slam the brakes. Whatever it is that you need to do in that moment, use that fearful emotion to fuel you with whatever hormones will flood your body to help you. So go, go for it. Don't try to just stop the fear. If something's in front of you in that moment, you need to take an action to save your life. That's the real purpose of fear for you is it's to help you stay alive, right? That's what your brain wants. That's the purpose of that. And in the moment, if you need to stay alive for some reason, then, then take care of it. If, however, it is a thought meaning, then you go through those steps of investigating the meaning. What am I thinking that this means? Is it true? What really is true? What do I want this to mean? You're going to go through those quickly. I used to keep a little notebook with me and just kind of jot it down really fast. If you write it, it's easier. If you try to think this through, your brain's going to trick you. You guys are really smart and your brain will trick you. So I like to write it. I'll give you an example. So um, my birthday is New Year's Day. And usually I'm very excited about that. I am the kind of person that I love, like, I do like being center of attention. I will admit it. I love it. That's why I was an actress. It's like dancer, you know, it's why I speak. It's like, I love being, having attention on me in a loving way. I love that. And usually I love a birthday because it's the most awesome attention because it's only just because I was born. Like, I think that's the most beautiful thing is to celebrate someone just because they, they got here, (laughs) that they're here and they're living a life, right? I didn't have to earn it in any way. It's just super awesome, right? Normally that's the case. There have been one, two, three, three times in my past and now one today when I do not feel that way. And that is when I am turning a new decade. Now, what is the difference in 29 and 30? What's the real difference in 39 and 40 or 49 and 50 or 59 and 60? In reality, there's, there's, there's no difference, you know, 12 from, you know, midnight to 1201, you know, from 1159 to 1201, nothing really changes. You're still that same person that that's it just because chronologically they, there's been another year added to the time continuum. Nothing's really happening. However, I begin when I turn the nine of the year before, this happened when I was 29, 39, 49, and 59. Last year, I turned 59. And it becomes a, I got things to do this year because the meaning is my life's going to be over next year. You know, it becomes this kind of crazy, I've got a deadline on what has to be done, whatever that is. And so last year, I had a whole lot of plans for this year. Well, as we know, things happen, right? So through the year, part of my frustration was, but wait a minute, I needed to do this this year because I'm 59. And now uh, during this year, some other activities around the meaning of this age has happened. So my youngest child has graduated high school and moved out of the house. So I no longer have children in my home. 
What does that mean? I'm an empty nest mother. What does that mean? Oh, that means you're old, right? <laughs> you're old. I also had my first grandchild this year. I am officially a grandmother. That means you're old, right? And then add all that together with turning 60, that means you're old. And so there's these meanings that mean these things. Well, I am super happy to say I don't look at my age like, you know, my grandmother's did or even possibly like most people do. It's not it's not in a look and I don't feel old. So the only thing that says that is my birth certificate, my driver's license and places where that happens that I see the date. And it 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 just it doesn't mean anything. It's just a ridiculous meaning that I've put from culture and everything else around me that says my life is over, which is utterly crazy. My life is shot into full on first gear, you know, going on up. It's like my life's better than it's ever been. It's silliness. However, I will be sitting here doing something all of a sudden I don't feel good. I'm a little, it's, it's irritation, I'm a little irritated. And when I investigate, it's like, oh, it's because you're all worried about blah, 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 about turning 60. That's like this big, silly thing. And once I realize it, then I can work it through. What does it really mean? Is it true? No. What does it really mean? What do I want it to mean? And I have worked, been working through that. The thing I do know is that at 12.01, it'll be over. I won't feel that way before. And all of a sudden, I'll be a young 60. <laughs> it's it happens every time. So I do know that that's going to be happening, but that meaning's there. So thought meaning, investigating. Next, hormones. So let's talk about this a bit. Why do female hormones have us feel low vibe? I've asked myself this question and I ask myself, of course, this question when I'm not even having them, why is it still happening to me? And what I realized in hindsight of being at this age, which is kind of a, I'm seeing that it's a benefit that there's a lot of great wisdom here in this, but looking back that I know as a woman in the current culture, in, in that time, I did not allow myself to rest. It was lazy. It was silly. It was childish. You know, that's what rest was to me. I suffered from migraines for years for the same reason. Um, too much stress would never rest. And my body would let me know when, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it for you. And things have happened to me in my life physically where my body stepped in and made sure I got rest. And so I've begun to ask my body what it needs. When I don't feel good, it's a signal. If there's no meaning around, I can't figure out what it is and I think it might be hormones, then asking your body what it needs may give you a clue. And, and what we found, of course, is that chocolate has something in it that, that helps that hormone at that time. And all of a sudden, when we found that out, we all gave ourselves permission to have a little chocolate that week right? Why were we not giving ourselves permission to do that? It's just, it doesn't even make sense. There's so many rules and ridiculous stuff out there about why we wouldn't do something that our body needs. 
when I really ask that question, sometimes it says water. Sometimes it says a nap. Sometimes it says, Ooh, I want a salad, you know, like just, just whatever it is, but maybe start by asking your body what it needs and then just listening. It will, if you're open and you love yourself and you're not down on yourself for feeling bad and thinking something's wrong, then you're open hearted and you're in love. You will get the inspiration, the inspired idea. You'll get the intuitive hit on what's going on. So asking your body what it needs. Secondly, I gave myself some relief in just knowing that everything's fine. My body is just reacting to the hormones. That's all. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's bad. Nothing to be afraid of. All is well. It's just the hormones. So that gives me a little relief. And then third, once again, don't judge it as bad. It just is. When we judge it as bad and think that we're weak because we can't get to feeling better right away, we're just adding more shame and guilt to it. Judging anything as bad adds fear and shame and guilt and punishment and all those good things that we do not want. So it just is. I was talking to someone again this week about the book, uh, Loving What Is by Byron Katie. If you have not read that book, please do. It will help you with loving what is. And then you can get on with things and you have more relief. So think about it. If you notice it's that, you know it's that time of the month or you know it's hormones or you, you have deciphered that that's what it is and you ask your body what it needs, you've given yourself some relief. When you know that all is well, it's just this going on, you've given yourself some relief. When you don't judge it as wrong, it just is, you give yourself some relief. And then last, what would make me feel better right now? Even if it's not my body, what would just make me feel better right now? Then you've given yourself some more relief. Now that's four layers of relief. Think about that. So let's say you're feeling that it's either blues or irritated usually from hormones. And you're like, nothing is wrong in the moment. <laughs> Everything's fine. I don't, nothing means anything. It must, it's hormones. So I feel irritated. Well, I'm gonna give myself a little relief. I remember it's just that. Okay, now we're not so irritated, are we? Right, might be a little concerned. And then I say, well, body, what do you need? Oh, it will tell me. And I go on about my business. I've given myself a little more relief. Now I'm, you know, come up a little bit more. I might just be just a little low, just not, you know, jumping around. And then I say, I'm not even going to judge this low. That's just what it is. It's just what it is. So let me go do something else. More relief. Now I'm up to getting there around board a little bit with it. And then what would me feel a little bit better? And I do that. Now I can get to content. Just by doing those things, you can move your emotions a bit. That. <clears throat> so that's when it's the hormones. Now, if it is brain programming, um, if it is a neurological issue or some sort of disorder that's going on for you, you can still check out <clears throat> if it's A or B. You can still see is something happening right this second? No. Okay, so I'm safe right now. Is it something that I think it means? 
go through and investigate. You can still do that. Maybe it's hormones or something off, or maybe it's just that if I'm on a medication or a treatment or whatever, I, that hadn't happened, or I need to kind of check it out. That will at least give you a bit more relief. Still do those things and get an understanding of what is really happening. When you have a full understanding, your brain relaxes a little bit and it allows some relief of the emotion. And then of course, get whatever professional help that you are guided to do for more help. Sometimes we do need a Band-Aid when something is deep for the moment so that we can work on whatever the deep thing is. And for the moment, the Band-Aid is looking at the thoughts, checking it out and investigating just for the moment. That'll give you some relief. So what makes us human? It's our feelings. What is it that is our gift of, of telling us what's going on? It's our feelings and emotions. What is it that leads us to having what we want in such a way that, that we're getting to do it in a space of abundance? That's these love and feminine energy feelings of inspiration, intuition, and creation, and then leads to this masculine structures and systems that we can put it in. That is all about this feeling and emotion. So these are a gift to us. They are a blessing to us. Whether you're feeling fear or love, it's still a blessing. It's still a gift because now you have some information. So next time you're in one of those, just remember you're feeling, therefore you are. Until next time.